Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Footballers. I'm your host. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm your host. Steve, you got too many fucking toys. Play with, man. I'm your too host. Time on your hands. <laughs> I'm your host, Hunter. And this week I'm joined by special guests. Well, not special guests, really. Nothing special about them. <laughs> They're not guests. Uh, it's, it's Matty Cakes. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? <laughs> What's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. Good, good, good. Um, sorry for the big build up embarrassed you there. And uh, Yorkshire's finest. All the way from Bradford. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing all right, yeah. Just finished work, straight into the pod, ready to go. And of course, an episode of Footballers wouldn't be complete without the wonderfully talented, good-looking, funny, all-round awesome Steve Stokes. Steve, how are you doing? Say something. Yeah, right. Doing okay, Hunter. (laughs) Thanks for having me this week. (laughs) Of course, that's not me. This is me. That's Hunter. Hunter's been working hard this week, so he's having a week off hosting, uh, which I'm sure will come as a big relief to everybody concerned except me. So you're stuck with me um, doing most of the blabbing on for this week, and uh, it should be fun because it was dropped on me with about a minute's notice. So it's been quite an eventful week in foot. We've had the EA gameplay reveal. That was... Mm, maybe not as instructive as perhaps some of us were hoping, but that's something that we're certainly going to get into. There's much more information out about what is actually going to be going on with FIFA 22, so we're going to be taking a, a dive into that as well. And, of course, there's been a fair bit of content coming out there. We've had uh, the, the Atal objective, which everybody has been grinding in, in squad battles, I think, the sensible way to do it. Uh, I obviously... Did it in Rivals for streaming content. That was quite a chore. We've had the drama over the player pick nerf. That's something that we're going to get into. 
And we'll look at community questions and also look at some changes that have been made to how controllers are going to be set in FIFA 22. So quite a lot to get through there. And I think the place where we'll start will be with the hypermotion reveal. Uh, I know that, Matt, you paid very close attention to this and you're obviously pretty much as keen on the gameplay side of things as I am. So a good person to start with would be your good Texan self. Howdy, y'all. Yeah, I, I watched that hypermotion, I think, a couple times now. I think I spammed your messages with some discontent. Generally, in things like that, as I mentioned last week, sometimes there's a lot. Most of the times there's not to look look at. They were just kind of going over some of the buzzwords and things like that. The animations thing that they mentioned, is it could be great. It could be awful. The 4,000 new animations. I can see how that makes it really smooth, but uh, we all know how getting stuck in an animation is uh, during a game. I mean, especially a couple of years ago, I think maybe three years ago, the big thing was like, if a certain animation started, you were just kind of stuck. So you could lose the ball, but um, not all negative, I guess uh, it, it does look like it would be smooth. Just it's like, I, I don't know. It's one of those things like I can watch them talk about it. They could show me everything on the screen and none of it matters until I get my hands on it personally. I, to be honest with you, I was a little bit disappointed by the number of, of buzzwords and also shaky camera shots. I was expecting a lot of those. That's what you normally get there. But a lot of it was quite heavily interviewed based, wasn't it? And uh, I was actually, right. I did a watch along on Twitch, quick plug for my Twitch channel there. I'm streaming regularly again, so we'll do the plugs at the end. But in, in the live watch along, um, chat suggested playing a drinking game where everybody should drink when whenever a buzzword whenever a kind of corporate buzzword was was mentioned and i'm i'm obviously quite glad i didn't participate in that cuz i think i'd have i'd have been underneath my desk singing old lang syne within about 10 minutes it, it was pretty much laden with with that sort of stuff uh paul did you catch it yeah i started watching it and i just felt like they weren't really telling us much hmm. which you know this often happens with these things there's lots of hype and at the end of it, we're like, well, what what more do we know than, you know, some of the professional footballers got, you know, I thought it was interesting that they'd played some 11 v 11, you know, and, and, and played the game that rather than people having to act like they're playing football. So that might make a difference, but we'll just have to wait and see when the game comes out. You know, they can, I think they've told us so many times that this is going to be amazing. This is going to be amazing. But, you know, time will tell. Time will tell. That's the thing. There's so many people taking more or less stabs in the dark at the moment. And I've already seen a lot of negativity around FIFA 22. And, you know, we, we have no idea what the game is at this point. One thing that is going to change things up a little bit is going to be the fact that it's going to be available on, on the next gen consoles. So there's going to be a lot more computing power to use. How do you think that is going to affect things, Hunter? Is that something that you're amped about? Or do you think that that could just be the, the Emperor's new clothes? Um, I think both. I think that it's good that they went the direction they went as far as designing a game built around the platform itself. So, you know, instead of playing a game that can run on an old console, you're just basically wasting the hardware that you spent all this money on. That said, I think the game can be great. And if they deliver on these promises, it will be great. But it's like we said on the previous episode, if, if you're still limited by connectivity, none of it matters. Mm. Yeah, and that's something that wasn't addressed at all in the reveal, was it? Um, 
There's a lot of this, this, but it it wasn't supposed to be. I mean, they, they were pretty clear. It was, this was focused on hyper motion. Yeah, absolutely. To give them, you know, to be fair to them. And the the hyper motion thing, I mean, it's difficult to imagine that it won't have quite a major impact on the game because as we all know, players that have custom animations at the moment tend to be overpowered. So it does affect the way that the players behave. There were a few other things highlighted there. Uh, cohesive team movement, for instance. We saw some clips of how teams tended to, to maintain their shape a bit more effectively as they moved up and down the field. That's, again, Matt, tactically, that's something that you're interested in. We know that something else with the tactics now is that you can adjust the tactics um, and, I think, the instructions that you can give to players depending on, on, on which phase of play you're in, whether you're defending or attacking. I know you were hoping for slightly more granular mm-hmm. settings on, on, on the tactics sliders and what have you, but is does that kind of compensate for it? Does that get your, your juices flowing? About half and half, because I thought, or I was under the impression because of the leaks and stuff, which I mean, goes to show you that not all leaks are, you know, perfect, is that it sounded like it was... Gonna- Some leaks are onions. Sure. I thought it was going to be the old numbers system where you have one zero to a hundred yeah. for build up play and then it's organized or free form and then chance creation and then organized or free form. And it looks like the only thing or the main thing that they added was chance creation where you can change it up to where it's. I didn't see all the options. At least I don't remember all the options. Was it like once you had to enter the attacking half? You can do like super direct passes or something or move real quick. So then your team launches forward, which I don't mind. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. I just wish it was when they say different phases of the pitch. I wish they broke it up into thirds rather than just the half. Cause right. like just cause you, the ball passes the midway line doesn't mean it's like, Oh, I'm in a position to immediately fly forward. No, it's like if, if it goes into thirds and it's like, Hey, if my team's set up, I'm entering the final third and I have numbers going forward, then yeah, like I want to be direct. I want to be a free form. I want to do this. I want to do that. It's really, really good point. You, you, you do always hear play described in terms of thirds. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's an improvement. It's definitely an improvement. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. it'll certainly make my life much easier in terms of, of creating custom tactics, um, replicating the way that teams play. You get teams like Leeds that, that will defend in a sort of 4-5-1 when I did the Bielsa ball tactics, and then they'll go to like the 3-3-1-3 when they're attacking. So it'll give us much more scope to be able to implement that sort of thing more easily. Yeah, no, I'm just curious if they have a similar thing on the defensive end where I think I told you during the week, I don't know if they're going to have a cover versus offside trap thing, or if they're going to have like you press when the ball is in their half uh, versus when they cross the midline. And then maybe you don't press immediately or something. And maybe you drop off. I'm, I'm curious if they do that. They didn't say it. So maybe it's not there, but uh, I think that'd be worthwhile. One of the things that I'm hearing is that there may be problems with the new explosive sprint feature. And I must confess, when I watched the gameplay reveal, uh, it was one of the first things that stood out to me that when it was activated, it effectively just looked like a bridge dribble. Only the ball was pushed directly in front rather than to the side. So that's certainly something that that might be a bit of a concern to me. Um, anything else that stood out to, to any of you guys on the gameplay side of things? It definitely seems like the uh, from the limited amount of actual gameplay clips that we uh, that we put. I know Steve, you put together a a thirty second montage of of all the the clips they showed during that spotlight event. Yeah. But the center mids, man, the the CDMs, it still appears as if they just kind of float mm-hmm. and are happy to let 
attackers go right by him and, and split the gaps, which is one of the most frustrating things about about foot this year in particular. Even somebody like team of the season, Frankie de Jong, you know, he's got great awareness. I think it's maxed out. But as teams co you know, attack, he just kinda like stands still and oh yeah, somebody else will get you. That's fine. I'll just stand here. It looks like that's still in the game. Hopefully not, but I yeah, mean kind of concerned about that and the explosive sprint. The explosive sprint is just a new name for the fucking bridge. Something that I really want to emphasize here though is that as I said, people are, are coming to to conclusions already. They were coming to conclusions before the gameplay reveal. There certainly there are more hot takes flying around on Twitter now since we've had the gameplay reveal. In terms also FIFA twenty two giveaways. And mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of FIFA twenty two giveaways. I've un- I've unfollowed a lot of people. <laughs> you can just mute it. Yeah, my mute list is, is growing by the day. It's important to bear in mind that there is still a long way to go in terms of the development of this game before it gets to the final version that we end up actually playing in FIFA Ultimate Team. There's going to be a lot of feedback from the diagnostics when the game goes out in beast testing. We're also going to have the situation where EA pretend that they listen to game changes as well. Won't make any difference, but you know, it's it's good PR. So don't read too much into what we've seen so far at this point. As we said in last week's podcast, they're trying to deliver a good game. And as they said in the hyper, in the, well, yeah, the gameplay reveal, hyper motion reveal, a lot of the times problems with the game don't appear until it's been really heavily tested. And that, you know, that's why we tend to get a patch within the first week or two, sometimes a few days of, of release. So, um, yeah, hopefully all of our listeners are a little bit wiser than to go leaping to conclusions. Right. Okay. Let's move on to. Something completely different and consider the problems that EA had this week with the player pick nerf where there was a problem if you, well, there wasn't a problem if you did it at the right time. If you did an SBC, which involved, I can't remember the name of it. Somebody help me out with the name of this SBC. Footy's champion upgrade. Thank you, Paul. So yeah, if you, if you did this, I think during the first two days, was it after it was initially released? So the problem with this was that players who completed this SBC during the first two days when it was released were actually getting a massive advantage because the pack weight was dramatically heightened, shall we say. And uh, after a couple of days, EA announced that they'd noticed that they'd made this mistake and tweeted that they'd corrected it. And this caused a lot of consternation within the community. Arguably, you could say in, in some quarters, not quite enough consternation, but that's something that we'll get to, I think. Uh, but the problem was that some people were saving. They were waiting to do it until Thursday so that they could get their red picks from Weekend League. And by that point, the pack weight had been reduced again. So effectively, it's pretty much like EA dumping a ton of coins into the accounts of some players and uh, just not bothering with others. It, it is massively unfair. So, Paul, you're the, the market expert on the pod. How do you feel about all that? Uh, I feel like there was no need for the tweet, really. I think people, I I was really happy. I packed a Neymar, a Kuna, a couple of Hazards, and I'd put all my reds in, so all my reds were gone. Uh, I know some people, like you say, were waiting until Thursday. Everyone was packing Everyone was packing Neymar, right? It, it seemed like everybody who was doing that SBC yeah. was, was packing Neymar. I got the team of the season and felt a little bit hard done by, <laughs> so that's how many Neymars were out there, you know? So, it was, like I, I tweeted out, I felt like, on the day, if people packed bad ones, which some people did pack bad ones, 
they just felt like they were unlucky. When EA tweeted that out, those people then felt like they'd been robbed. And George made a really good point today. He tweeted on our, on our questions and he said, that, you know, there's not an endless supply of reds. So people cannot just keep doing this and doing this and doing this yeah. and get amazing teams. So there were, there were, there were no point. They could have just let people do it. People run out of reds. People can do one more every week when they get the new reds and get a chance to get in a, another player. I just felt like just bad customer service. They didn't, or oh, maybe tell us after Sunday, once everybody has put the reds in from Thursday, got the extra reds from weekend league, then say, look, there was an issue with this. We've let you all sort of fill your boots, but now we're going to readjust the pack weight to what it should have been. Or say to people, we'll give you two days. We're going to turn the pack weight back down in two days. People haven't done it. There you go. From this date, this will be the pack weight. But they didn't do that. So they've just had everybody disgruntled. And just as just something to add, after it was nerfed, I packed a cooler. There you go. So, that was, so it wasn't that nice nerfed for me, you know. And I'm still seeing lots of Neymars, loads of Neymars still around. So there's a lot worth doing. I, th- I think you've actually hit on the solution there in your reply. I think for me, the best way to handle that would have been not to tweet about it and not to have done anything to change it. With, with that, that late in the game cycle, the power curve has already gone. It's not going to cause any massive harm in terms of, of what's coming in the future. They should have just left it as a, as a level playing field, and that's the only way that they could have done it, by just allowing everybody the same opportunity to pack those cards. Hunter, like many of the other podcasts, you're a big EA Yes Man, so obviously I'm sure you're going to be giving EA a massive pass on this and, and saying that they handled it perfectly, and we're all really complaining about nothing, right? I will agree with you on the last point. I really think you are complaining about nothing at this point. If you're really upset about this, if you're really caught off guard with this, then you haven't been paying attention. You haven't been following EA and in, in foot the last I don't know, decade. Same situation happened last year, although last year I think they handled it correctly when they released Frankie DeYoung's Team of the Year card. Was it Team of the Year or Team of the Season card? I think it was either way. One of the EA events, you know, you tune in, you have a chance to win this card. Well, every single person got Frankie DeYoung. And instead of taking that card back, they just let everybody keep it. That was the right move. Again, we have inconsistencies on what EA want to do when they screw up. In this case, they decided to say, even though you only have eight weeks left, we're still going to kind of nerf these a little bit. But man, I think it was doing good for the game. I mean, I saw more people excited about playing FIFA again, or at least engaging with the app. The idea of squad building, trying out new players. I don't know, man. I think they shot themselves in the foot. I think Paul said it right. I mean, just don't do anything. Let it be. You screwed up. Leave it. But that's the mindset, though. I mean, they, they feel like they these people that are still playing the game at this stage, reward them. Yeah. They've been playing your game all year. Reward them. It's not so difficult to do. Like, I don't understand why they feel we don't deserve to use players to play the game. I, it's like, ah, it just doesn't sit right, man. It's, it's disgusting. You don't understand because you're a redneck from Louisiana. Uh, Matt. How- I do have a redneck. I was out in the sun yesterday. See? I know these things. Matt, how about you? I mean, I packed Neymar, so I think it's perfect. No, but I, I don't, I don't like them nerfing it. I mean, like y'all were saying, you know, if you leave it, you have someone like me. I mean, yeah, I play the game year round, but like I've, I've been barely playing at all. But if they keep it how it was, that incentivizes me to play 
to get more reds to then put into that and then get a cool boosted team. Uh, cause my team's not super OP or end game, but like there's very few players that display certain players. So then it's like the only way to do that is to get something like the original pick and how it was. So, I mean, it, it it's frustrating. Yeah. It, like, like y'all were saying, like, I mean, it doesn't surprise me, but it's still not great and it's not a good thing, but I got Neymar before it got changed. So I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, you made a good point though, man. I was considering playing weekend league this weekend mm-hmm. and then, you know, cause I seen how, how OP these, these picks were. And I did, I did three of the singles, mm-hmm. which I did get Verratti, which was great. Uh, 98 Verratti. And I said, okay, let me play weekend league this weekend. I'll just get to 11 wins. I'll get another red, try my, you know, yep. try my hand at these again. But when I saw that tweet, I was instantly put off by it and I didn't redeem and I'm not going to redeem because why would I play? You just told me that I'm not going to have as good a shot to get the card that I want. So why the fuck would I play and sweat it out in foot champs with the skill cancels and bridges? Like, nope, I'll just go enjoy my weekend. Yeah. I'm not just saying that either. That really happened. Speaking of player engagement, I learned everything that I know about links from Hunter. We really haven't seen. You're welcome. Thank you. We really haven't seen as much excitement, really, I think, as we have done in the last few days since EA released an absolutely juiced use of Atal card in, in Milestones. Uh, everybody's gone wild for it. And it's something that's, that's easily attainable. You can get it either through squad battles or rivals, as I mentioned at the start of the pod. I've got it. Uh, how about you guys? Paul, have you done it yet? I am in the process, and I'm one of those who's not just going to go straight in and grind it through squad battles. I'll just play a little bit of rivals here and there, and you know, get it along the way because I'm using a La Liga team for this weekend. So I will, I will get it back. I absolutely love Atal. The foot birthday was one of the best cards in the game when it went out. Just he just always seems to be in the right place at the right time and can finish. He can defend, he can do everything. So I can't imagine how good this 94 is going to be. So yeah, I'll be, I'll be getting that as soon as I can. Once weekend leaks out of the way. One nightmare that I've been having is playing against a team that actually has their strikers on comeback, comeback when defending, playing something like a 4-4-2 and having a Tal and Tavernier as their, their two front men. Um, that, that would be pretty nasty, I think. Haven't seen it yet, and I don't want to give anybody those sorts of ideas, but yeah, imagine that. Matt, you, uh, I'm guessing that you probably haven't done it, probably won't do it because you are incredibly lazy. Yeah, generally lazy, and I usually hate squad battles, but I, I, I've, I've made some progress, and by some progress, I think like two games into it, I skipped all the stuff to get Foot Birthday at and, and on the first few objectives so i just bought him right and i've played a couple games to try to get the 91 and then build from there but i i'll get it eventually i wanted to get it by today or tomorrow but uh it's not i mean it's not happening i will get him eventually though because he just fits and pretty much goes without saying that hunter hasn't done it because he prefers playing minecraft these days i actually started it the other night and i told myself i was going to grind it out and get it done i got four squad battles games in and I quit. Hmm. So no intention. So I got the 91 no intentions of doing it through rivals. I'm probably going to pick it up and do the rest in rivals because I just, I think I'm going to claw my eyeballs out. If I keep playing squad battles, 
I did it on stream. Um, I did it through rivals and I actually quite enjoyed it. I, I got a bit fed up trying to force through balls all the time. I, this is something that we've been through before, but it, it merits mentioning it again. It can lead you into developing really bad habits that are, that are difficult to get out of. Um, one thing that I found myself doing last night was after completing some of the games in squad battles. So I'd basically rinsed and repeated four or five squad battles games before I began streaming. And when you're playing squad battles on a pretty simple level, all you've got to do is just ping it forward through the centre, wait for one of your strikers to make a run between the centre-backs and just play the through ball. And what I found was that when I went back to playing online on stream, Matt will testify to this because he was the one who pointed out that I was doing it. I'd, I'd just got into such a monkey mind I wasn't even aware myself. I was just playing everything centrally as if I was still playing against the AI, as if I was still trying to break down a squad battles defence. And it was only when Matt pointed that out and said, you know, come on, Steve, start moving the ball, that, that things started ticking again. Hunter? Why don't you tell the people about your uh, squad battles glitch that you tweeted about? Save people some time and frustration. Well, yeah, that's. I'm pleased you brought that up, Hunter. I'd forgotten all about that. There is a squad battles working glitch. Uh, obviously, the old one was patched, and I think a lot of people are not too aware of this. Again, something that I talked about on stream. I've also tweeted out a guide to it. So um, if you want to follow me on Twitter at the Foot Coach and click on media, you should find the video there. To explain it as easily as I can without a video to demonstrate, um, what you need to do basically is play the ball into the opposition's penalty area. So you want to be just about the, the 18 yard line. Then when you get a player in there, turn around, hold down L2 or LT as an Xbox player. I know, I now know the controls hold down ball shield. And as you're holding it down, dribble out about 10, 15 yards away from the edge of the area. And what you're looking to do as you're dribbling out is to bring one of the center backs with you. So if you're doing that and dribbling out while shielding the ball and you know it's a centre-back coming out and following you, you know that you're going to get it set properly. And then once you see the centre-back following you, you just release everything, put the controller down, and you're good. You're set for the rest of that half. Um, the only thing is that it, it won't work on any difficulty setting other than world-class. So don't try it on legendary. Don't try it on semi-pro, beginner, whatever. It'll only work on world-class. But it does very much work, and if you want a more detailed explanation on how to do it or a clearer explanation, definitely recommend that you you check out my Twitter. Um, it will save you a great deal of time. And while we're talking about my account, I've been starting a road to glory because I've just gone over to the, well, as PlayStation players would say, the dark side and availed myself of an Xbox Series S. So I've been building a new team, which has gone swimmingly, I must say. Been uh, very fortunate with, with packs. And I completed the Bernard SBC last night. Uh, I, I desperately needed a left-sided Premier League midfielder. And Bernard fitted the build perfectly. So got him in the club and then had a massive panic when it emerged that about an hour after EA had put the SBC up, he'd left Everton and gone to sign for FC Al Gisela Lil Bad um, United yeah, yeah. in uh, Saudi Arabia. So I was briefly thinking, oh shit, they're going to transfer him. He's going to be useless. 
can say categorically that's not the case. It's not a live card, so it will remain an Everton card. So you can do that SBC and relax a bit. And also, we've got a new SBC out, Footies Alan. So I would imagine that a lot of people who who do the Bernard SBC will be tempted to do the Alan as well for the um, for the link. Going to get a green link there, and they're both really good OP players. So that's something that people will be wanting to look into. And while we're talking about content, we've also got new content in the objective section. We've got the footies dynamic duo where you can get a couple of Arsenal players. You can get Smith Rowe, the center attacking midfielder, and also Nketia, which I think is going to be a, a really popular choice. And they're through foot friendlies. And it's been a while since we've we've seen objectives cards through there rather than squad battles, so I think that's quite a welcome return. Content-wise, how do we feel it's gone, Paul? Have you, have you been quite happy with the way that this week's developed? Yeah, I think it's been really good. Uh, we we mentioned earlier that there seems to be loads of hype around the game at the moment. People are excited. People seem to be playing. Maybe not as much as ever, but you know, I think the the footies upgrade took the wind out of the sails a little bit, but. I think before that, people were building teams, loads of squads, you know, people building squads, putting them on Twitter. I think they're doing a good job. I think we're at the stage where the market is absolutely dead, but that is wonderful for the casual player base. You know, I've got people I know, you know, they're never going to have a million coins. So a lot of the cards that were 800k, 600k have all dropped now and they might be 100k, 200k like these people can now afford to buy these cards which is great coming into a new game it's you know it's exactly what EA want really they want people to be playing FIFA to be excited about it and I think they get a hard time sometimes you know that's that's just but I think they're doing a good job with, with footies I think you know the the two duos and then uh, Bernard and Alan and now the two Arsenal ones I think we may see a Premier League weekend league objective coming up soon, maybe. I think you could be bang on. I think you could be bang on, mate. Hunter, have you even been aware that there's been content this week? Yeah, yeah, I was aware. I was kind of somewhat following it, but I did end up doing that Di Maria SPC before I started the Atal grind. And I will say that Di Maria card is worth the coins at this stage he's at 460,000 on ps 470 on xbox i mean that card is ridiculous he can do crazy things on the ball uh granted i was using him in squad battles so that may not translate into competitive modes considering your connection could cause you some grief but if it does translate that di maria if you got the coins it can make him fit and which you can i mean he's league a1 argentina or league uh, Uh. um definitely go out and do him Matthew, Matthias, is, is it to on? give you your correct full name. Are mm. you going to be doing any of these objectives? Are they going to get into your team? No. Uh, Thank you. I mean, they're, they're cool, but no, I mean, they just don't, they don't uh, fit my team. You mentioned Di Maria. Di Maria has always been good for my teams throughout, like any FIFA. I think he actually has a unique body type or unique animations or something like that. So, like, a, he kind of has that broken part. Uh or broken animations. They, they, the they refer to that as the openness. Yes, the openness. <laughs> According to Simon at Foot Fanatic. No, no, no. But uh, but no. I mean, I, I do think I do think it's cool, and and like Paul said, like uh, it, it's good to have these cards going again and again and again 
to be able to grind toward. I wish it was like this year round. Like I wish we had this much year round, but it's still, it's still nice because you have something to play for, even if it's late July. Indeed, very much so. Um, we're going to dive back into more news that's been revealed about FIFA 22 right now, but obviously I'm not the pro host that Hunter is really. So I feel like I've made a bit of a mess of that segue. So what I'm going to do to try and hide the fact is ask Hunter a question of my own. Hunter. Why don't blind people bungee jump? I don't know. Because it scares the fuck out of dogs. (laughs) (laughs) That was actually pretty good. good. That, that, you're up in your game, Steve. So it's been revealed that there will be a new competitive master switch in FIFA 22, which is going to affect controller settings. And we're going to now have contextual agile dribbling turned off. So safe to say that that went well. Auto clearances are going to be turned off. Assisted headers are going to be turned off and auto shots are going to be turned off. That could actually have quite a big impact on the game. Um, I think especially in terms of, of auto clearances. Also to an extent auto shots. Uh, when I was doing the Atal objective yesterday, uh, my footies Atal scored a ridiculous, um, assisted shot goal. So I don't think it's something to be slept upon. Matt, you're the one of us that is, uh, interested in. In competitive gameplay, there have also mm-hmm. been suggestions that competitive gameplay will only operate on the PS5 platform this year as well. So that's something you can also talk about. What are your feelings on the change to the settings on the lock? And how would you feel if it was PS5 only for competitive players? Well, first of all, I'd be upset if it was a PS5. I think we covered it a little bit last week, right? I, I, where uh, I think I said like, uh, or when we were talking about pricing people out with the next gen consoles for the new yeah. technology, not only to price them out, but then price them out and specifically put it toward one console is, is kind of tough. Granted, I mean, if you're an established pro player, you have the connections or like, you know, the support to where you're going to get in that, but like new pros, like some kid wanting to maybe aspire to be a pro or something like they're not going to be able to do that. Uh, so I don't think that's a good move, but. If they partnered with PlayStation, there's nothing we can do about it, which at the lead in to the hypermotion thing, uh, it was the PlayStation icons in the background. So they probably have something with them. But for the uh, controller settings, a couple more settings that they that's in the second part of that reveal is that there's no more auto flare pass. I personally didn't have that on anyway. The big thing is uh, through pass being semi-assisted rather than fully assisted and also assisted assisted jockey is off and both of those i think are actually massive uh for the game on both ends of the ball obviously assisted jockey you're right that's that's going to be huge that the the, the people who who want to get used to it i definitely recommend that you turn that off right now because you will find that it's it's harder it's much more difficult to, to jockey with it turned off but it but you feel way faster i mean when you think of like older fifas where you feel like your defenders reacted quick and stuff. It's basically that and you'll miss, but it, it feels way more responsive as a defender. But with assisted jockey on right now, it's like when I think based on the control setting, if you just hold the left trigger or LT, it matches your attacker's speed automatically, no matter if you're sprint jockeying or anything. 
at least for a frame or two, which is huge. And then semi-assisted through balls. We know we played the game this year. You know, you have two strikers up front, send one of them, hold Y as long as you can, right as he lines up with the defender and he's in. So that'll be at least harder. It may still be good, but it'll at least be harder. So I'm, I'm all in for that. Paul, as somebody who is an Xbox player and is also fairly shit, do you think they will give you a bit of an advantage that all the decent players are on PS5? Yeah, send them all to PS, every single one of them. <laughs> all go over there. <laughs> we just want people who are buying the game for the first time, never played a football game ever. We don't even want to if you've been playing PES, really. Just brand new to football, brand new to gaming, probably seven to. 10 years old, that sort of age, you know, send them. Easy. Send them. We're going to move on from that rapidly. And <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is... No, I don't have anything to add, Steve. Um, Hunter's thoughts on the subject. Through ball assistance, being on semi, I think will be huge, like you guys said. But huge one thing semi. I would have liked Hunter, to have I was seen, trying to move away from this sort of sex thing. A huge flaccid semi. But I would have liked to have seen auto blocks turned off for competitive mode because while I feel like they got better before the power curve crept up, but once the power curve went to infinity and beyond, I feel like auto blocks became a problem again. You can't turn it off. You you couldn't turn it off. There there would be, every game would end up 2017. I'm all right with that. Typical bloody Americans. I mean, I, I don't agree. I don't think it would be 20 to 17. I mean, you could even have like it would be a, unrealistic. a semi. It would be unrealistic, Hunter. You, you to go you, back to the semi argument here. Yeah. Uh? So what if there was like a semi mode for auto blocks? Why does it have to be on or off? Why can't it be like they'll only make auto blocks if it's in a certain proximity? Like instead of Virgil van Dyke or Ramos putting his foot over his head to knock down a shot before you even take the shot. He knows where it's going and he's starting to lift his leg so that it's lifted in time. I mean, we're sliding from off the screen. Well, yeah, right. I'm not. Another thing that really bothers me too. I think this has something to do with auto blocks is when somebody is rushing out with their keeper recklessly, Hmm. just automatically the AI defense just drops a man onto the line and blocks the shot and becomes the new goalkeeper. And that should not be a thing. They also act as a ball magnet. No matter where you aim your shot, it hits that player on the line. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I, I think what you're talking about there really is, is not so much changing it to a sort of semi. I don't think we necessarily need that sort of tweak. I think that just really more of a flaccid approach. Well, <laughs> I, really it just needs. It needs to be made appropriate, doesn't it? So that it's not particularly OP, so that you don't get players sort of doing the splits and managing to stick a leg above their ear to block a shot. Just needs tuning, basically. And I'm sure that that has been fed back to the nth degree to EA. And I'm sure that's something that they'll deal with. I know that that's, it's one of your big gripes, isn't it, Matt? It has been all year. Uh, for many years. It, I think a simpler way to do it is. If you're controlling the defender in front of the guy with the ball, then your block radius is, is larger. Maybe not insane, but like say it's larger or you have to press a certain button to make it larger. But if, if the, if an A, but you're making the attempt, right? Right. Like you get like you're, yeah. you're in front, you're in, you're in front of the attacker trying to do something actively trying to defend. Yeah. But if, yes. if it's an AI in front of the attacker, then the attacker should be able to get past the AI relatively easily. And if they yep. create, 
a bit of space and shoot, then so be it. Like, but don't don't let them dive out and uh, block the shot, even if the game ends, you know, ten six. I think I'm correct in saying that that's how it was with the initial release of I want to say FIFA 17. That that's the 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 mystical FIFA that everybody always refers back to because that's uh, pretty 18. much was it 18? Could be, mm-hmm. yeah. Don't quote me on that. But then, of course, when everybody was really happy with it, out came the first patch and it all changed because obviously and naturally EA are going to cater to the majority and the majority want defending to be quite easy. You've got to remember that not everybody plays this game at the level we do. And until the contain button was nerfed, a lot of people would just defend by holding the X button. Right, which a lot of people still do that. But Paul does. my thing is... My thing is that now, uh, my, my thing is, is, uh, you turn on your console to score goals. I mean, I, I don't mind defending. I appreciate good defending and things like that, but I don't turn on my console to defend for my life. Like I, I, I turn on my console to score goals. And it, it, even if someone's an awful defender and you're playing someone else who's also an awful defender, you're, yeah, you're going to get score lines that are 10, 7, 10, 8, but you're scoring. And I, I feel like that's more fun than turning on your console after work or after school, whatever you're doing. And then you're grinding out a one nothing win. And the one thing that went in blocked off or like deflected off of like three people and, and fell into the net. You're the kind of guy that'd be in favor of enlarging the frame of the goal, making it bigger and tying the goalkeeper's boots together, aren't you? No, I just, I just want fun in a game. <laughs> and I think scoring goals is more fun than defending. As much as I love defending. I think it'd be immense fun to tie the goalkeeper's laces together. No. Paul? No, maybe not his laces. Maybe his hands. Mm. <laughs> you know. Tie, tie them behind his back. So you'd get more sort of Rene Higita scorpion kick saves, and then people would mm-hmm. complain that the scorpion kick save is overpowered. And, it, and it's all about balance, isn't it? You know, I think we've got a good balanced game. And, I, you know, I'm not very good. I'm not a very good defender. Auto blocks save me a lot, uh, but if they didn't save me a lot, I'd have to figure it out. I'd have to figure defending out, and that's that's how it goes, you know. And I think scoring goals is fun, you know. So it's about fun, it's about balance, and hopefully, fingers crossed, we find that in FIFA twenty two. I'll tell you what, Paul. If only you knew a decent FIFA coach, eh? If only, if only I knew one. Um, if you, if if you guys know any, uh, my DMs are open. I'm available. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll talk after matter. <laughs> I can't think of any off the top of my head. Uh, you were talking about goalkeepers. I think they, they did shed a little light on new goalkeeper animations during that spotlight event. And we saw a few clips to where the, some of the saves were more realistic, especially like the far post saves mm-hmm. from those long finesse shots. I actually saved a couple of clips the other day when I was starting the uh, the Atal grind, but these animations to where it's you have no one in front of the shooter, it's a clear shot, you can see exactly where he's going, he's going far post, you move the goalkeeper, you get him in position, he's tracking the ball, and then all of a sudden the goalkeeper acts like he got hit with a boulder in his chest, throws his arms back, and just dives backwards into the goal so and allows the ball to go in. I don't understand why that happens. I'm, I know they say it's oh, it's RNG, it's RNG, but it happens a lot, like a lot. Even with the top keepers, really hope that's that's fixed. And it looks like 
according to, I don't know the buzzword, I don't know, dynamic goalkeeper movement animation technology with hypermotion TM. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully <laughs> they, they, they've solved that riddle because it's super annoying. I think that the, uh, I mean, shock horror, they claim to have improved ball mechanics this year again. I, I think that may play into it as well because I think we've all seen and been frustrated by the, finesse shot that goes in from the edge of the area where the ball just seems to slow down and travel past the goalkeeper at alarmingly slow pace. That That's something that I think, again, could be a, a big game changer, the the improved ball physics, if they are improved this time. We've, we've heard this promise before and it's, it's never paid off. Another frustration for me is situations where you get a, a lofted cross into the box and a player will just be literally standing stock still and just power the ball past the goalkeeper like a bullet, and it's just completely unrealistic. It wouldn't happen. Um, so I did, I, I did, the trailer, I mean, we, we've kind of gone back to the, the gameplay trailer. It did leave me feeling quite optimistic for FIFA 22. Um, it, it maybe didn't include some of the things that I wanted to see, but it did certainly address them. Um, and I think they did actually, in passing, almost acknowledge the fact that the bridge dribble was. Are you texting anybody important, Anna? Yes. Who? The wife. Your mom. My mom. My yes. mom's dead. No, she's not. No, she's not. Um, Matt, come back. Trust me, I know. Fuck, this oh. is all going to. Fuck, Hunter's sitting there on his phone. Matt's <laughs> fucked off. <laughs> this is the last time I'm hosting this fucking shambles. I'm fully engaged. <laughs> Yeah, thank sorry. you, Paul. Tell your mom to stop texting me while we're recording, I, and I'll, I'll be engaged. <laughs> Where was I? Yeah, who are you texting? I just told you. You, you haven't got my mum's number. You're not my mum's type. How do you know, dude? I slid into those DMs months ago. <laughs> oh, that'd be great if my mum was on Twitter. Right, what else have we got to <laughs> go through? Uh, I think that we're pretty much. At the point. I hope your mom doesn't listen to this podcast. I'm sorry, Mrs. Stokes. I have nothing to do with these hoodlums, Mrs. Stokes. And it wasn't me, Mum. She's um, heard that before. <laughs> just once or twice, Paul. Just, 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 just once or twice. <laughs> um, get me out of here. Let's get to listeners' questions. We have, first of all, a question from Andy B. 2305 on Twitter. Uh, if you do have any questions that you'd like to ask us, by all means, send them to, to any of us. We'll give you our Twitter handles at the end of the pod. And I think this is a really good question from Andy. Uh, he wants to know our thoughts on Dr. Poplove, X of the Foot FM podcast. He wants to know what are our thoughts on Poplove's first year working on the FIFA game? And Andy says he was always critical of the game, then joined EA Sports, and we never heard a word from him since. Andy says he asked him how the new role was going, and he was immediately blocked. And he wonders if these jobs working on FIFA are actually all that they're cracked up to be. That's a tough one to answer. So the question now is, who should I throw under the bus here? Who looks least comfortable at the moment? I'll go with... Hunter. I think people need to realize that these people at the end of the day, they've got to make money to live their lives. Now, a large part of our life is foot. 
because that's one of our biggest hobbies. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast still at this point, you are a hardcore FIFA player or very engaged with the game. Most people turned off with the guy. This man, (laughs) this man has to make a living, right? And what happens when these people go to work for companies like this, especially when you have content and new products coming out, uh, even in my industry, you sign NDAs to say, basically, I won't talk about this because you're now giving away things like trade secrets or you know information that your competitors could use against you to compete with you. I mean, just imagine the amount of messages these people get when they even make it known that they work for EA. I mean, they get abused on the daily. So you can't be surprised when somebody does something like this. Um, some people just deal with it differently. Some people entertain it. Some people just ignore it and some people just want to block it so they don't have to see it again. I mean, I wouldn't take it personal. Uh, I think that in his defense, he probably did sign an NDA. Um, I mean, should I, I have to sign NDAs when I do playtesting for EA. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's a, a non-issue to me. Don't ask such direct questions, I, I would say. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to stress here as well that we, we don't want to make this necessarily all about Goran either. You know, I mean, it's Goran's just one of a multitude of employees at EA. It's, it's just that Andy's sort of leveled the question, which which I think really is, to summarise, is, is, you know, the important part is the kicker at the end. Is it actually all that it's cracked up to be, to have one of these jobs with EA? Um, the, the, Money talks, man. Well, it does, yeah. And it's, it's a dream job for a lot of people. Paul, what do you think about this? And also, what would your dream job be? Um, my dream job would be... His eyes, his eyes have lit up. I've I'll never seen Paul there. so fucking animated. Like, realistically, I'll just out there head in the clouds. You can have any job you like. You can, you can be a, a fluffer in a gay porn studio. Anything. I would be, I would, I would be the captain <laughs> of a fishing boat in some exotic what? location. Grimsby. That's- no. No. Probably somewhere fishing for big tuna or something. We got big tuna down here, man. There we go. I think we've got to go around everybody now. Now we've started this. Hunter, what would your dream job be? I would be a podcast host. <laughs> God. Well, Hunter, today is your lucky day. I can make <laughs> that dream come true. Over to you. <laughs> Fuck off. No, you walk straight into that. You deserve that. Ask Matt what his dream job would be. I kind of don't have a dream job. That's kind of part of my problem, but that's, uh, that's for me and my therapist, I think, then <laughs> more so than the podcast. I should have thought this through, shouldn't I? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think my Paul dream was job. Trying to say something. <laughs> my, my dream job, uh, would be to be king of the world. Why? Cause the, the amount of fun you could have would just be amazing, wouldn't it? You could get away with anything. Why would it be a king? Like, can we move past the, the whole king and queen shit? I mean, y'all are the only country that still have that no, shit. No, no. I think Saudi Arabia still has a king too, which is really weird. But. And Holland. Spared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. King Juan yeah. Carlos. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, back to the question. <laughs> what, what fucking question? <laughs> About Goran. Where are we? Yeah. As I say, you know, let, let's not make it about specific individuals, but. When you, what do you think about how how would you feel about working for EA, Mister Rightfoot? I think it's a difficult job. I don't think you can please the community and please your employers at the same time. I think you probably go in there thinking 
I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And it's like any organisation, once you get behind the scenes, you realise that it's not all just guys sitting around chilling, playing FIFA all day, the targets to be met, and you have a job to do at the end of the day. Uh, but specifically about Goran, the only, I'd never heard of the guy before until last year when there were lots Paul. of stuff being retweeted. Paul. Yes. Paul. Steve. What did I say before I asked you this question? Individuals. Yes. I'm just about to big him up, Steve. Oh, okay. Go on. Is that okay or not? Sorry. Um, sorry, sorry, Paul. Sorry, Mum, if you're listening. I feel like I've, I've let everybody down. He thinks he's king of the world already. <laughs> yeah. I have done for a while, Matt. Actually, I'm surprised you haven't noticed. <laughs> I had not heard of Goran before until last year when I was seeing a few retweets and he was sharing lots of things about the sort of behind the scenes of the game or things that were going on in the game that we had no idea about. So I thought that was great. There was stuff that we we found out that we'd never been told before, and I thought that were that were brilliant. So that was a, a positive from him working at EA. So I can the only interaction I've had has been has been a good one. I'll just add one more thing to this with, you know, the, the people that work for EA Sports FIFA specifically, they're the punching bag for the community. Once you're known to have worked for EA Sports FIFA, you're the only people that people know to go after. And I can understand their situation because it's clear that they don't have the infrastructure that they need to support the game that they want to promote. And it's unfortunate. And I bet that their hands are tied on those issues. I mean, a lot of that, the big flow of money that comes in to make these decisions has to come from EA corporate. Yes. And as long as they're breaking records, you know, going increasing revenue year over year over year, corporate sees that everything's good. Let's just business model solid. Let's just keep it up. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. So I don't think that this is anybody's fault at EA directly. You know, there's some things that they've done, I think, on their end, like we just talked about the the SPC situation that could have been handled differently than I would assume that was handled in-house at, at the foot headquarters. But if they're not given the resources they need, that is on EA corporate. And you don't know who those people are. Those are the ones that people should be going after and they can't. So just keep that in mind when you're talking about going after EA employees. And I'm not trying to be an EA yes man like Steve indicated. I'm just trying to be real because I work in industry and I understand how it works. You can only do what you can with the resources that you're allowed to use. So. Keep that in mind going forward. It's not like these guys are just sinister out to get you. You know, we joke about it, but in all seriousness, these are real people too. They have, they have husbands, wives, spouses, kids. They have a family and this is how they support their family. So just try to be a decent human being and think about other people. Yeah, man. Or during good old plain English. Yes, man. Um, one, <laughs> a, a myth that I want to dispel is the idea that, I mean, you kind of touched on it earlier, Hunter, that, you know, people, they have a job to do. These EA employees are not just sitting around tossing it off all day. They have a job to do. And it seems like the community are under the misapprehension that they're just sort of sitting there scrolling through their Twitter feed all day. And I can tell you, based upon the EA employees that I know and interact with, they do not pay the blindest fucking bit of attention to what is said on Twitter. It's, it's not a thing for them. They're on Twitter. But they're not sitting there scrolling through community comments. Kind of touched on it when we were talking about gameplay. The, the idea that community feedback drives the way that the game is built 
again, it's a nonsense. You know, it's, it's, it's a PR exercise effectively. So yeah, um, I don't think it does any harm. It's not something I enjoy seeing and it would be a nicer world if people didn't just sort of lash out at the EA employees, but, um, perhaps they wouldn't do it if they realized that they're, they're basically just crying in the wilderness, so to speak. Um, Matt, when do you next see your therapist and what are you planning to talk about? Uh, I don't know. Cause I, I don't have health insurance. So, uh, that leads into a whole different conversation. And so I'll leave it at that. Yes. Probably, probably a good idea. Um, can't wait till Hunter's hosting again next week. We've got another question. We've, we've got a rather large question actually from a friend of the pod, particularly friend of, of Wrighty, uh, George Coog. Nice bloke. Norwich City fan. Can't all be perfect. George says, this foot champs upgrade, revoke and nerf. With them being as juiced as they were, is it actually an issue as reds aren't readily available? Once the club is empty, it's empty. Then you can only do one a week. They weren't guaranteed bangers either. I used about 12 reds in total, which is a lot of fodder. And three out of the five were absolutely shocking. Just shite team of the seasons. George's words, not mine. I would never use that kind of language. But I got Neymar and Acuna. Mad lucky there. I wouldn't say that either. Mad lucky. George, you're about fucking 50. Why are you saying mad lucky? But anyway, mad lucky there. But my point is that six weeks of reds, or that that is six weeks of reds. Basically, he submitted six weeks worth of reds to get those cards out. Okay. So he's not sure why they felt the need to nerf. And does it matter at this stage if everyone has juiced cards? I mean, we've, we've kind of touched on this really, I suppose, but he's your mate, Paul. So I'll let you answer him. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I said it earlier on in the pod, there's not an endless supply of reds. People got some good cards. Everyone's a winner, surely. People now want more reds. Don't call so me Shirley. Can- Okay, Mary. Well, <laughs> people obviously now want more reds so they can do more of these upgrades. So everybody's playing weekend league to get their extra reds. Absolutely perfect situation. But whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll put out a tweet to tell everybody we screwed up. That'll, that'll make everybody think we're wonderful. And, you know, it, it just absolutely took the wind out of everybody's sails. But, you know. Yeah, they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't in that situation. They're trying to be transparent. They're trying to do the right thing and tell you that they made a mistake and that they changed it. It just wasn't a popular opinion, I guess. But they they knew going into that that it was going to be unpopular. But guess what? People are still doing SBCs. People are still playing FIFA. Do you know what the answer, Nothing changes. Do you know what the answer is, Hunter? Prevention is better than cure. The The solution to this is to stop being so fucking incompetent. How hard is it to get the pack weight right? How, you know, we talk about what, what people do. What, what are the roles of the people that are overseeing this sort of thing? You know, how, how do they manage to screw things up so badly on a regular basis? Um, Matt, as somebody who screws things up on a regular basis, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I said everything that I that I felt about uh, the pick in general. I mean, yeah, like if they if they uh, 
just realize they made a mistake. You got to either own it. But like Hunter said, I mean, they realize they made a mistake and they're trying to do like the, we're being open and, and transparent with the community. So let's communicate it. But, but, but more to the point of George's question, I guess, do, do you think that it's, it's a problem to, for everybody to have juiced cards at this point? It kind of no. going back to what I was saying about, would it really have mattered if they, if they hadn't adjusted the pack weight and just let everybody have the day in the sun? No, I, I think it let everyone, uh, we were talking about it earlier of like, just let people have wild teams and, and have fun with the game. Cause I mean, they're more likely to play it, uh, with a fun team. And imagine you have a Prem team the entire year, but then you get Acuna or Neymar in that pick. And it's like, well, okay, th- those are good enough cards to rearrange my team. And so now here I am leading into August having fun with the game. Uh, but now that it's nerfed, it's like, I don't want to submit. I don't want to play weekend league to submit those reds to get uh Moreno. And something that I'd add here as well is that, I mean, I've tweeted this out, you know, again, I've started this Xbox account and I tweeted out the team that I had after 31 games and it's phenomenal. You know, it's, it's not hard to build a juice team right now. If you, you yeah. could, you could buy the game literally this week. You could get the objectives cards. You could easily put together enough coins to do a couple of the SBCs, and you've got a banger of a team. So, um, yeah. Yeah, if you don't have juice cars at this point, you're not playing enough. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Okay, so moving on to George's second question. Uh, that relates to icons. And he says, with regards to what he thinks is a shocking program this year, and how many different versions of each icon card there are, is it time to ditch uh, so many versions and just narrow it down a bit? He says, the big boys will be unattainable for most of the year, um, but a prime Rui Costa in November would still be good at this point in the year. Uh, and that would be better than primes not coming out until December, in which case the power curve has already Pass them by. So effectively, I think to paraphrase what George is saying is, um, should we be getting icons earlier in the game cycle? And should we be reducing the, uh, the variety that we're getting? And that is going to be thrown to Mr. Matthew Matthias Cakes. I mean, I'm okay with lowering the number of icons. Like part of me is like, if you have four different versions, which I do personally think is a little excessive, if you have four different versions, then I mean, based on the market, you have a, ch- a higher chance technically to try these different cards. But when you don't have like the icon SBCs, which I'm more concerned about, if you don't have enough icon SBCs, then that that's a problem for me. I mean, we just got Moments Hullet, who's however many million millions of coins and 20 whatever squads. Just over 4 million. Uh, yeah, so over 4 million coins for an SBC and it's nearly August. I mean, if this came out, you know, in the winter time, like January, February, then maybe we can ha- like grind toward it and get it by May or June, but I, I don't know. I, I'm i all for Icon SBCs and availability and accessibility for people, but uh, I mean, th- that was their argument adding the prime icon moments and adding all the versions of icons. But it looks like it really was just a way to sell more packs, unfortunately. Hunter, is it pointless having these SBCs so late in the game cycle? I think it's subject to opinion, but in my opinion, yes, it is too little too late. 
I looked to see how much will it costs, and I immediately decided that I'm not going to do it because one, I don't have the cards in my club. Two, I'm not going to put enough time to go play the game and grind it just to get that hullet with three weeks left of the game. It goes back to the same thing we've, we've talked about for weeks, uh, especially in the early days of the Footballers podcast, but accessibility. Oh, it, to me, it's not about the timing of the icons. It's about the accessibility of, of getting these icons. Why is, why is Steve laughing? I, I remember the episode where we talked about where I had the conversation with Matt about um, people with accessibility issues. Sorry, you just brought back. A quick flashback. Ball rolls. Ball rolls indeed, yes. Um, moving swiftly on before I shoot myself in the foot accidentally again. Paul, what do you think? I mean, you've got probably the most ridiculous squad out of anybody here, and you're probably the one who could afford to do these these Icon SBCs at this point of the year. So what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I could do the 25 25- squads of Hullet. Paul's still sitting on those coins just in case. By by the time I've done I've done that, FIFA 22 will be out. 25 squads. Who's got time for that? And it's similar price to his card on the market. If I want to use that Hullet at this stage, I'll go buy him and use him. Just like Matt said, it's too little too late. I think if we get that after team of the year, you know, I would slowly, and if bits of fodder I've got, I would put into that and slowly tick away it. But at this stage, it just, Seemed like a strange, strange move, especially at that price. It just raised something else as well. I know at the beginning of the year, EA said we the may require icons for icon SBCs. So, you know, if we had that hullet and it was two million and six icons, that would work because I've probably got six icons that I don't use in my club. And I'm sure a lot of people have got icons in the club that they've got from casino SBCs throughout the year that, they're never ever going to use because, you know, going back to George's point, there's so many icons, so many versions, and a very small amount of those icons are actually meta and usable. The more about, oh yeah, I used to love Ian Wright when he played. Let's give that card a try. You play four games with him in weekend league, realize he's absolutely shite, and you sell him. And you know, Ian Wright, absolutely shite. Maybe, but you know these. There's so many other cards that when the game comes out, they're not really that good, you know. So, yeah, I think we should maybe not limit the amount of players. Make them more usable. Make the cards that we have got, you know, just make them usable so that we can enjoy those cards because it would be great to use an Ian Wright, an Ian Rush, somebody, you know, one of those sort of cards that... Anybody else called Ian? All the Ians. Get the Ians. Have we got any more Ians? Um, Ian Acho. Ian Acho, there we go. I'm out. We'd be remiss to to move on from this topic without um, cosseting Matt's opinion. How sad would you be to see the likes of Christian Vieri removed from the database? Couldn't be happier. I've stayed away from those casino SBCs you mentioned, or casino icon packs, just because I got real hyped, put whatever value I had left in my club for a prime icon pack, and I got Vieri. So... uh, so hyped that you actually live streamed it so that I could I could actually do a watch along to to see the uh, yeah and it just it went horrible didn't it Matt I saw I saw Italian and I was like okay maybe Maldini we can deal with this striker oh okay well my club's ruined and it just stood still for so long he's awful I don't recommend it 
And the interesting thing was that when we looked into his agility stats, it turned out that he actually had less agility than Victor Lindelof, the Manchester United centre back. So, um, which I, which I was quick to point out to you, I, I should mm-hmm. add, you know, being, being the good friend that I am. Yeah. Um, so I did, do we need these cards in the database? Are they just there to fill packs? I, I don't think we'd miss them at all. Does anybody? I, I don't mind them as like options. It's just they got to be usable or at least if they're not going to be usable, make them available early, like really early. I remember what FIFA 19, we were complaining that icon SPCs didn't come out like the big ones, like R9 and then didn't come out to like March. And now here we are and it's July and we, we haven't even gotten close to that. Yeah. We've got cards that one of the problems really is, I think that there are so many cards that are available now. Look at these footies dynamic duo cards that have just come out. Stats wise, they should be on a par with, with the top tier icons because mm-hmm. you, you're just not going to get stats much higher than that. So maybe they've just, they've made these cards irrelevant themselves to an extent. Hunter. This is an activity that I collect cards for a hobby on the side of FIFA, right? Sports cards, trading oh, cards. Really? You, you, you haven't mentioned that to me at all in the past two weeks. Well, I'll be sure to mention it more to you. I know you're not into it, God. but I have a point here with FIFA and FIFA is doing the same thing or foot is doing the same thing with these card companies. So in order to make packs quote worthwhile, they have to insert and they they call them inserts other cards of the same type. So you'll have like an autographed version of a card, but instead of getting the one you want, like the autographed 50 print run of Mbappe or Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi, you end up getting one of 500 Billy Sharp. It's, there's still a valuable card there. You're still getting something that's quote worthwhile to somebody out there, but not to everybody. So they're giving you something, Steve, wake the fuck up. They're giving you something that's quote exciting and good, but only sells for like five bucks on eBay. Whereas the signed Cristiano Ronaldo limited print sells for thousands. So it's the same thing. They're filling packs with fodder and flashy items that you don't want yet are still somewhat cool. Fascinating. Fuck off. <laughs> You're out there, Hunter. I packed a Prime Balak yesterday from Rewards, and I'm never going to use him. Which is crazy to say that, too. I mean, think about it what is. you just said, Prime Balak. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've got one in my club, untradeable, that I've not used for a long, long time. That brings me back to Steve's point about these these top icons now. You could bring all the Prime icons out, and I don't think any of them get in my team. Yeah. These footies, uh, Path to Glory, Summer Stars, are that good. You know, I don't think a moment's Hullet gets in my team for 400k. I'll spend 800k on a, a Kuna or a Lorente or a Verratti. They're just pointless at this stage, and I think they've missed once again with the icons. And speaking of pointless, that pretty much brings the pod to an end, except for us all to tell you where we can be found. Paul, where can we find you? At right foot on Twitter, W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T. Right fucking foot. Right fucking thoughts. And Mr. Hunter Blue, where can we find you? At the foot hunter, the underscore foot underscore hunter on Twitter. Thank you. Twitch. In progress. Restructuring. I'm turning my Twitch into the footballers channel. So we're going to be doing some 
spoiler alert, some live footballers podcast starting in FIFA 22. And that will be on my Twitch channel. So if you want to follow it and get ahead of the curve, you can follow it at twitch.tv forward slash the underscore foot underscore hunter. Marvelous. And Matthias, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter. I tweet never. It's at Matt Cakes underscore underscore Matt. How you normally spell Matt Cakes underscore underscore. And on Twitch, Maddie, M-A-T-T-E-E underscore Cakes. Your pinned tweet should really just be Twitter is evil, shouldn't it? Really? Something along those lines. You can follow me if you want to at the foot coach on twitter um i'm also streaming regularly at the moment and that's the plan going forward you'll find me on twitch most nights i'll be hopping over there pretty much immediately after this podcast and that is twitch.tv forward slash the foot coach um, we've, we've, we've been having a good time over there recently um mainly because hunter's been at work and, and not been able to to join the chat yes hunter you forgot to answer one of our questions from one of our longtime friends and listeners and friends of the pod, man. Uh, Simon asked, Simon from Foot Fanatic Podcast asked, Steve, why are you such a dick, Steve? Um, Mom? Mom? They, they want to know why I'm a dickhead. She's at Hunter's, remember? Sorry? Apparently I'm just like my father. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.